0: It's car con carne. Let's see. And welcome to Friday night. It is Carcon Carney. I'm James Van Osdale. And here's the thing: by the time I get to Friday, it doesn't matter what week it is. Although this week feels especially so, I'm just beat. I, I, I'm done. I'm toast. I, I don't want anything challenging to come my way. Uh, which is why I think Friday night. Here's the thing: by the time I get to Friday, it doesn't matter my guest is getting a little excited. So there, so um, <laughs> we're hearing we're hearing me on delay. Can you kill the volume on your Facebook for fuck's sake? Thank it's you. Killed. It's killed. So what I was saying was: by the time I get to Friday, I just want life to be easy and so with that i have a guest tonight uh who who brings me great comfort and we'll get to him again in a second but first i should mention carcon carne sponsored by c and h financial services business owners are dealing with the new realities brought on by coronavirus and c and h financial services is here to help they offer a variety of products ranging from traditional merchant accounts to a zero-cost payment processing solution which eliminates the expense associated with accepting visa mastercard discover and american express as a form of customer payment cnh financial services eTab solution is easy to set up for your business for online ordering and curbside pickup they also offer cost-effective commercial lending programs which can help get your business the money it needs to make it through these unprecedented times to learn more contact cnh financial services at 855-600-2437 or go to chfs.us so I, I was saying by the time i get to friday i'm done i'm spent I just need things to, I, I need one for the win column. Uh, this right here, here's one for the win column. It's Dennis Buckley from 88 Fingers Louie, an old friend. Uh, happy Friday, Dennis. Happy Friday, everybody. Uh, Dennis Buckley, also a music fan. He's got his Waco Brothers hat. And he's got his Black Sabbath-esque Black Lives Matter shirt. That looks great. Right. Yeah, I love it. I love that they did that. So in, in the Facebook Live text or the post, Dennis, I wrote that music curation is a lost art. It's hard to cut through the crap and find stuff worth listening to. My friend Dennis Buckley, that's you, uh, has evolved into a fantastically reliable curator and is rolling through some of his favorite recent music releases. And that's the premise. Yeah, I've talked to you a million times before on this podcast about punk rock, about 88 Fingers Louis, about Chicago, whatever. Following you on social media is a trip because you're always sharing Music, and it's not all punk rock. It's not what people would expect from the dude from 88 Fingers Louie. You have a very wide, eclectic, and I think great taste for music. So one of the ongoing issues that I wrestle with and that I've mentioned on the show is that these days with the Internet being what it is, it's hard to know where to find new music, Yeah, where to find the good stuff. We live in a world where everything is available. Any band you want to listen to is out there, but sometimes you don't even know where to start. Mm -hmm. especially so with newer music and especially so I think as people get up there in age, once they get past like 35 years old, maybe have a family, have kids, it's harder and harder to drill through and find new music, which is why I think music curation is so important. And again, it's hard to come by. And I thought you're a fine curator. I want to know, I want to know what you're listening to these days. So you come to this podcast tonight armed with some new releases that you are loving and you're going to, Tell us why and what what what's moving you and what what we should be checking out. And that's the whole premise. It's New Music Friday, so to speak. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. I I, uh, what 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 it's what a time to listen to music when there's nothing (laughs) you can't really do much else. You know, it's funny. A lot of bands I have talked to during the pandemic will say, yeah, we've got we're sitting on new music. We don't know if we should put it out now or wait until we can start gigging again. Put it out now. We're all starved for content. We're ready to consume. Yeah. Get, it, get it in our ears well, now. It's like,
1: it's like uh, and we talked about this probably in another podcast, uh, at the start of the pandemic, you would start hearing about um, bands that were, you know, they had an album on the release schedule. They're like, oh, we're going to yank it because of COVID. Like, no, why would you, why would you yank it? People have, right. like, this. I think it was, wasn't it the Psychedelic Furs that, that, that new record's so great, but they, they put like a three-month or four-month delay on it. In,
0: There's uh, a song on that album uh, maybe may, maybe it was a single. It was the uh, the boy or the man who invented rock and roll.
1: Yes, yes.
0: Oh my god! What a I, great song! I could just picture that as a show opener. Just sonically, it just it, it is a fantastic, timeless psychedelic Furs song.
1: That that record, uh, which which wasn't planned, I didn't plan on that being one of the ones to talk about. But now that we're talking about it, uh, you know, I I was the fairest of fairweather psychedelic furs uh, fans, I should say, of their music. Uh, you know, I was familiar with, 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 with pretty in pink and love my way and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, they had that, that lead off single, uh, don't believe, don't believe from this new album. Yeah. I'm like, Oh, this, this actually sounds kind of, kind of dark and not John Hughes sounding.
0: Oh, they were always, I mean, that first album is dark as anything. I, I would say, uh, the self-titled album and talk, 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 especially, yeah. are wonderful i mean I, I remember buying those as a kid i mean uh sister europe uh is just tremendous and yeah. you know, mr mr jones and all that early stuff with the saxophone too and richard mm-hmm. butler's cool gravelly voice i digress so you are <laughs> you're a music curator of sorts i i guess the question is as a, a diet in the wool punk rock dude mm-hmm. how, how do you expose yourself how do you get exposed to music as we're asking you to expose others. What, where, where do you get, yeah. do you, is it word of mouth? Is it, do you look at different websites? Do you, uh, I would
1: say in 2020 it's, it's word of mouth. I've got a, I definitely have a few friends of mine. Um, that are uh, a lot more plugged into newer music than I am. And I kind of rely on them for, um, some, some hints. Um, but then I'll also, um, you know, a lot of the a lot of the uh particularly the UK music magazines that maybe don't have a print um versions anymore, like uncut or well, I guess uncut is still mm-hmm. in print, but like
0: I think uh, it's like fifteen bucks at Barnes and Noble.
1: Yeah, exactly. And and now they don't sell them at Barnes and Noble anymore. So
0: <laughs> Well, the the British there are two British magazines I like. They're not exact the music they cover isn't isn't exactly like cutting edge cool indie stuff, but yeah. I love classic rock magazine that's one of them yep oh my god i look for i i buy it online every month it's like 3.99 on, on my kindle uh yeah. i love that magazine and metal hammer which is a sister publication
1: oh they're oh i didn't know that they were related oh
0: yeah, okay. I, yeah. I love both those but those british mags are fantastic
1: i would t- I, I, I i i one of my favorite things to do pre pre-covid and and it's probably been a couple of years since we had the chance to do it but I would take a Sunday, like a half of a day Sunday. When I say half a day, I'm talking, you know, a good four or five hours where I would, I would uh, go out to local Barnes and Noble. I'd uh, I sit down with a mocha um, and I'd be in there two, two and a half hours just looking at magazines. And then I would, because I'm, I'm such a nerd about music. I literally, I would literally at the note app on my phone. I'd be like, okay, um, I just read about this band. Um, they've been compared so to that. So, and I felt, and I honestly, I feel like you know, you know, guy in his mid forties. I felt like I was twenty years younger, like you know, like fanboying out to all this crap. And then, um, you know, in the days where you know, I only had an iPod Nano that could fit <laughs> twelve albums, if you're lucky. Yeah. i Like, like okay, I got, I got to let go. of This, uh, you know, Beach Boys pet sounds is gonna have to take a break for. Uh, for yeah, it'll months.
0: always, it'll always be there for you. Yeah, exactly. it's, it's funny you should say that because when I go through those magazines, I, I do most of my reading right before I go to bed. I don't, I don't watch anything before I go to sleep. I find mm-hmm. it just keeps me awake. Um, so I'll read a lot of these music magazines like Classic Rock or whatever right before bedtime. Yeah. And I realize as I read them, I'm like, shit, I need to write this stuff down or I need to tomorrow morning pop this back open and scribble down some of these artists I'm reading about that I don't know. Because you'll see things like Recommended If You Like. You're like, yes. oh, I like all those bands. I bet i like <laughs> that. I, I need to, yeah. to stream that tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, Blast From the Past,
1: Recommended if you like you know where i got that from no. um the R, R whatever the R I Y L. yeah that was from do you remember tower records magazine
0: i remember the magazine
1: that the, the, the magazine they used to have in in um in tower records uh what was it called but the free magazine you get as you right. walk in around um that was the first time i ever heard that saw that acronym recommended if you like and for probably the first couple of months of avidly going in tower i'm like what, the, what does that even mean and then somebody pointed out, like, no, this is them telling you, hey, if you like Matthew Sweet, here's a list of other people that you know you should check out. I'm like, oh, that's perfect.
0: That's I like one. when record stores do that too. Reckless, yes, does yes. that, and if you like Shellac, and no, yeah. whatever. I, yeah, I used All to right. get
1: a, I used to get a kick out of uh, with Reckless. I used to get a kick out of looking at the, uh, at the um, descriptions on you know uh, LPs or uh CDs or whatever. And you know, I'm 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 narcissistic enough to admit that whenever someone I look at it, you know, the punk section and somebody be like, oh, if you like 88 fingers Louis check these guys out. I'm like, all right. <laughs> I do this. like 88 fingers, <laughs> Louis But I, it just so happens uh
0: <laughs> I have a I have a vested knowledge of that band. Let me see uh what else what else is going it's on. It's amazing. So let's start. I, I know something on your list is uh a band you and I both talked to on this podcast. Oh yes very recently uh, the, uh, the fine gentleman of shades apart of, uh, of, of New Jersey. So shades apart. And you can go back and listen to the episode. They're, they're awesome. Um, just great dudes. And they basically went away for a long time. Yeah. And then they came back and this album's great. What do you like about it?
1: Uh, the, the, the name of the album is, uh, eternal echo. And it's their, their first album. And I think they said 19 years, um, which I can appreciate because 88's last record was our first one in nineteen years. Yes, um, uh, I, I loved it. I, I, I was privy to a couple of the um, demo versions. I got to I got to hear um, in the preceding months. Um, I what I loved the most about it is it's the perfect it's the perfect mix of what they were doing before they signed to a major label, leading into what they were working on as a major label band. Without 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 getting super radio friendly. I mean, there's definitely some super poppy
0: For songs sure. on there. Yeah, they're, they're good with melody.
1: Yes, they know. Uh, they certainly know their way around a hook. Um, but this definitely has the stamp of, and, and they talked about this in the interview, it's got the stamp of, of, uh, of, of the guys in the blasting room. You know, the, their, their relationship with the guys in, in the descendants go back a long time. And it was nice to kind of hear, uh, uh, hear hear the descendants producers stamp on on these new songs, but these new songs are, again, working on your first music in nearly 20 years, like there's that fine line between, oh, we can't, we can't lose, you know, our signature sound. Uh, So do you risk
0: writing just a bunch of stuff like it's 1999 all over again? No, you've got to. Well, as someone who's been there, wouldn't the attitude be more, more like, well, what do we have to lose? Who gives a shit? Like we've gone away for so long. Let's just make this what we want it to be. Exactly, and that's, yeah, and I think
1: and you could tell, you could tell there's definitely there's definitely some songs on Eternal Echo that are like, okay, this, this definitely could have been on Seeing Things or Save It or, okay, this, this definitely could have been out on um, at Sonic Boom um, but they're just, they're, the melodies are there, I, uh, I didn't get a chance to gush too much about him uh, because Ed, Ed, Ed their drummer wasn't on the part of the interview, but his drumming is just phenomenal like he, he comes from the school I I believe he comes from the school of Stuart Copeland where like you could tell there's, there, there is, there's an anchor in this band. And that anchor is that, that, that damn drummer was, is good. And his, and his drumming on the eternal echo is, is second to none.
0: So again, we go deep into the eternal echo album by shades apart in an earlier episode from like a month or two ago, I lose track of the numbering at this point. If you had told me, if you had told me back in March, I'd be doing like 150 of these, from home. I, I wouldn't, I thought, I thought by May I'm out. Yeah. In a couple, couple months of doing this,
1: uh, doing this from the laptop. That'll be fine.
0: Yeah. I, I just, I literally, I'm spending like 12 hours a day in front of this computer now. <laughs> so that's what I'm saying. Dude, by the time I get to Friday, I'm like, I just, I need things to be easy. I'm done. I'm toast. I, I have nothing, nothing left to offer the world.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I hear you. I hear you. Um,
0: yeah, the, the, the,
1: uh, that, that shades apart record, I have to say, uh, that record, since it's come out, and it's been, I think, two months that it's been out, maybe a little bit shorter. Um, I, I don't go more than two days without listening to it. I mean, it's—it's it's, those songs, when I, when, I, when, I, when I heard them the first time all the way through in the, in the, in the, in the album sequence, um, there were songs that immediately, there were melodies in that that, that immediately uh, entered my head and haven't left. And that's, you can't ask for a better album than that.
0: So for further reference, we talked to the Shades Apart guys in episode 447. Oh, yeah. Oh, this is episode 466. That right there is Dennis Buckley. And we're talking music curation. If you're a fan of Smashing Pumpkins, and so many are, you'll be happy to know that the pumpkins have new music out right now. You'll be happier to know there's a band that sounds like classic Gish and Siamese Dream Era pumpkins with new music out. Talk to me about Narrowhead
1: narrowhead was a uh was a band um that um my buddy dave who who's uh 88s uh 88s roadie and in merch guy what up dave uh he he loves to um send me we go we we send each other music recommendations back and forth and i need a
0: roadie and merch guy to do that I, with
1: I, he's perfect well he you know he's 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 uh He's a guy that's he, that's a guy you should probably have on the podcast, actually. Uh, but that's a that's a conversation for another time. Uh, he he, him and I uh, quickly bonded over a, a mutual appreciation of a similar similar music. And it's funny sometimes he'll he'll send me five or six album recommendations in a day, and I just get overwhelmed. I'm like, all right, dude, you know, thanks for the recommendation. Give give the old thumbs up emoji or whatever, and then and then I forget about it. Yeah. I'm like, I, I can't, I can't keep up with this. Um, but he happened to catch me. I don't know, catch me at a, at a, some, when I had some, some, uh, some free time and I'm like, all right, narrowhead. He's like, oh, dude, this is right up your alley or right, right in your wheelhouse. But however he said it and I'm like, all right, narrowhead. All right. right, I'll, I'll, I'll check one song out. And it was, um, I can't think of the song title, but, um, the name of the album is 12th house rock and, uh, from the first song that he recommended to me, my 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 mouth just fucking dropped. I mean, it was like, like I'm in, in, in my head. I'm like, these guys are so good, and I guarantee they're they're probably 22 years old. Nice.
0: These are
1: these are not these are not you know these guys did did not you know when 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 they haven't grown up with a smashing point. You know what I mean? Like they haven't. These these guys uh, have enough of their own flair. Um, that they're not, um, you could tell they were not born and raised in the nineties. They, they probably came a little bit later. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's like, it's, it's, if somebody decided if, 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 uh, Siamese dream didn't come out in 1993, um, and it came out in, in 2020 instead with, you know, with maybe the band members with more hair and, and, um, in maybe a little more, uh grounded uh for lack of a better word uh they it's 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 just phenomenal
0: they they it's sludgy it's yeah. heavy in parts i mean there are times when i'm listening i'm like oh that sounds like an allison chains riff or yes. that sounds a lot like the deftones there's a song in there called hard to swallow which feels more deftonesy mm-hmm, mm-hmm. to me
1: yeah they 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 the the guitar sound the the tones they have on and their guitars on this record are amazing and you know i go through i'm i'm I, I'm lazy enough and I cheat enough that I'll primarily will use Spotify, which I know is the bane of musicians. But
0: I'm. Well, wait, didn't Eighty Eight Fingers Louie get rich from putting their songs on Spotify?
1: Oh yeah, yeah. We we our last royalty check just on Spotify alone, um, I was able to buy a,
0: um, some nail clippers. Fantastic! I tell yeah. bands all the time: if you want to yeah. make it, make sure your music's on Spotify. Spotify, Spotify's mm-hmm. uh, Otherwise, you're you know, you're
1: you're doing yourself a disservice. But yeah, so I. I'll thumb through stuff on, uh, on Spotify. So, you know, I was, such, I was so floored by this Narrowhead record that um, I decided to see what else they had. And they have this other record that had come out, I think, three or four years uh, prior. And um, it's, it's a little leaner, but it's just as, just as indebted to the 90s to the sound. It's, uh, yeah, it's really, it's, it's, it's something else. I can't, uh, that is, that's probably going to go down... I mean, we're, what are we in October now? I think I could safely say this is going to probably come down as the uh, surprise album of the year for me. Like I just, just coming
0: out of nowhere. It's worth noting if you're watching or listening to this on Friday, October 2nd, or if you prefer October 2nd, all the <laughs> albums we're talking about are on Bandcamp and today is Bandcamp day. So if you buy something from an artist today, there's no commission or money taken off the top by Bandcamp. Everything you spend goes directly to the artist. So yeah. for instance, we mentioned Shades Apart, Uh, They are on Bandcamp, and that Bandcamp link is ShadesApart.Bandcamp. Narrowhead, it's NarrowheadTX, because they're from Texas, NarrowheadTX.Bandcamp.com. So if you're inspired to at least listen to them, maybe buy a single, maybe buy an album, maybe buy a T-shirt, whatever, uh, this is a good way to do it. Bandcamp is a great way to support bands. Uh, In fact, my 88 Fingers Louie hoodie comes from Bandcamp.
1: Well, there you go. That that is a fresh fresh piece of wardrobe.
0: I've never looked better than when I wear the 88 hoodie it's People true See, i have a face for radio until they see me in an 88 hoodie and then they get it oh right exactly so another band i, I didn't know of this band and you recommended them uh, back in the 90s i remember playing the super drag album regretfully yours oh, to death yes it, super drag to me was one of those bands from the 90s that just didn't get the shot they got a shot but there was something there that everyone missed
1: yes Yes.
0: And so, so fast forward to the present, there's a band called The Lees, L-E-E-S, of memory. Uh, this is the singer and guitarist from that band, mm-hmm. Superdrag. And I wouldn't have known they existed if not for you. Tell me about this band.
1: Uh, so this band has been around, I want to say, since 2012. Um, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's John Davis, the singer and guitar player for... Um, from Superdrag, and uh, I'm struggling. There's a second gentleman, I believe, that played lead guitar in Superdrag. Mm-hmm. He's the other member of that band. Um, yeah, been around since 2012. They start out is, uh, and I and I uh, Superdrag to me um, was the perfect combination of power pop and like shoegaze because they definitely mm-hmm. they were definitely uh, liberal with their use of the tremolo. Um, and the first "Leaves of Memory" record that came out um, was lean a little more on the shoegaze end which was great Mm -hmm. um that record's called uh, unnecessary evil i believe uh but yeah they they were just another band that came out at the perfect time for me um after that they kind of dipped in uh um more of a lo-fi turn they 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 decided to listen to their beatles albums in mono uh (laughs) as as opposed to uh uh, high def, uh, which is great. In in the in the records I did um, uh, in the preceding years, uh, sounded good, but it was always like it was missing something. I loved them, but it was still kind of missing something. And what it, honestly, I think what it was missing, it was just I need that high fi back. So when I was hearing about the uh, uh, publicity leading up to um, to this record uh, Moonshot that came came out uh, not long ago. Um, someone said, oh, this is – someone described it as the record super, super Drag was supposed to make before they broke up. And then it was like, okay, you, you've got 100% of my attention. Yeah, sold. And, and I, it was one of those records, again, with Spotify, uh, if you are a nightcrawler like I uh, unfortunately am, you could start hearing your new music at 11 o'clock p.m. on Thursday for the records that come out, that come out on the Friday. So I remember I'm like I'm going to give a couple of these new Leeds and Memory songs a listen before I go to bed at a reasonable hour and uh from 11 to probably 1:30 that morning I just kept listening to that record over and over and over again and it's it's the perf- if you're a fan of Superdrag you, you will I guarantee you you will you will be in love with this record it's it's this is probably going to end up being top 3 I can't I can't make any 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 uh uh determinations with number 1 yet but i can definitely i'm definitely confident in saying that this is going to be in my top 3 of the year and it-
0: you are such a music nerd for saying something like that. Uh, well, I, I'm pretty sure this will make my top three of, of 2020. For those of us who are waiting for the Dennis Buckley top 10 list for 2020, such a, that's something music nerds talk about. They, like, they think about that. Like, let's see, major releases really stop first week of December. So that gives me three weeks to really come up with the perfect top 10 list so that it's out before January 1st.
1: Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. It's my high fidelity moment, you know.
0: Dude, you when I sort wh- yeah. When I started working at q one a million years ago, I did top 100 lists and Mm -hmm. I would create box sets for my friends. This is super fucking nerdy. I would burn CDs of 100 songs off my 100 favorite albums and I'd I'd include like one to two sentence summaries of each album in liner notes that I packed with the CDs. I did that for, I think, two years. Oh, And then I realized this is a lot of work. What am I doing here? Uh, (laughs) But it it is that it's that music fan slavishness to it's OCD. It's OCD.
1: There's no, there's no, I used, I I, I, I dated girls over the years and even various family members have said, you're kind of OCD when it comes to music. And I hear OCD and I'm like, what's wrong with you? No, I don't knock on doors five times before I walk in. I don't have to wash my hands 17 times. Like, no, don't say that. But, I've grown to accept it over the past
0: couple of years. Like I, I am who I am. See, I don't think I'm OCD. Although I, there are certain things I've done where I'm like, well, that could be OCD. Th- there are times where I'll leave the kitchen after cooking and think, did I turn the burner off? <laughs> yeah. Okay, I, I've done that a couple of times, a couple times I hadn't. So I was glad that I had that inclination to check. Oh God. Yeah. Right. Uh-huh. Right. Well, to, I think when I first
1: realized I had a, a, a again, I'm, self-diagnosing myself as OCD. Uh, I've, I have probably five CDs to my name right now, but, but several years ago before I went digital, um, you know, I had, I had a thousand CDs. Sure. If, if not more. Um, and uh, as someone that's moved around a lot in a very short amount of time, uh, the bane of my existence was packing up my CDs. Absolutely. But the first fucking thing I did before Absolutely. I even before I even laid out any furniture, before I plugged in a fucking TV, before I double checked and make sure the refrigerator was running, uh, I set up my stereo and, yeah. I, and I and I alphabetized all my all my freaking.
0: This is things. why we're friends. I, I get you. <laughs> I understand you.
1: Yeah. Uh, I, I was talking to my, my, my son um, about this a couple of weekends ago and uh, we were out with his girlfriend, I believe. And he was saying what a nut I am about music. And I said, do you remember when, when I had moved into the place uh, I talked about earlier at um, Montrose and Lowell? Um, when I moved in, I had... So my, 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 my CDs, how I had them laid out, all my shelving was different. I didn't have like uniform shelving. I had, here's an Ikea stand. Here's like a wire stand. Oh, see, that would with... make me nuts. I'd... I should have been more... I should have looked at that as been like, that's not aesthetic at all, but I, uh, but I didn't. So I had different various sizes of, of, uh, of CD towers. And there was one time, and, and this is, this is 20, 2006, 2007. So, you know, he's, he's 10, 11, 12 at the time. And he's, you know, sitting down, uh, playing Xbox or something like that. And, uh, he accidentally like threw an elbow and it like hit a CD tower and it fell down on him Again, it was, it was, I mean, you know He's sitting down, it wasn't like he was knocked out cold Or anything, but, but And I was, I was, you know, off in the kitchen or something And I just hear the sound of the CDs crashing on top of and, him
0: And that's when he learned the awesome power of music Yes, he did
1: and, I, and it wasn't like a rush to him being like, oh my god, buddy, you're okay He was so annoyed that these CDs Fell on top of him And I rushed over I didn't like hug him or like console him or anything I'm like, alright, get up, I gotta fix these CDs <laughs>
0: So I CDs, got bit, CDs are basically years. useless now. They're, they're valueless. Yeah. It may, because oh, like you, I had a lot of CDs and yeah. I, I still have a, a wall of the ones that I, I hold on to either for sentimental or maybe value, value reasons. But sure, I, I, I don't even have a way to play them really. I have a disc adapter I could plug into my computer monitor. I don't have a CD player anymore. Yeah. I have a CD drive on this,
1: on this laptop. That's the only thing I could probably play them on.
0: They feel like relics. Yeah. They really
1: do. Um, but uh, where, would we go? where would we go? We're talking order? about the
0: Lees of Memory. The oh, Lees yeah. of Memory, L-E-E-S of Let's move on yes. to another one of Dennis Buckley's picks. Uh, I, I think we can agree that Bob Mould is one of the great songwriters of our generation. Oh, certainly is, with, with,
1: without a doubt. And he, uh, he put out, a week ago today, um, a very angry, beautiful album called Blue Hearts.
0: Uh, a very angry album. Rolling Stone, I love this line. Rolling Stone said, it often feels like Mold is in a losing battle with his guitar for who can sound angrier.
1: Yeah, right. Exactly. And this is, uh, uh,
0: it's angry. It's ferocious. It's, it's everything you want from a Bob Mold record. It is. It is. And it's, in, in, in
1: its to, to, to anybody out there that, that hasn't heard the record yet, um, the, the, the wonderful thing about Bob Mold these past 10 years or so is that he's, he's embraced his past. Um, whereas, yep. whereas I know he was definitely spending some time running away from that for a, a, a good chunk of years there um, but these past decade he's, he's, he's embraced his past but it's been more of a um, I felt it was more like okay if you're going to get like an aggressive power poppy uh, Bob Mould it's, it's going to be more on the sugar end of things you're going to hear some songs that um, on these past records that sound more like a sugar, you know, long lost sugar out songs which, mm-hmm. which 100% I, I was on board with. I love that band yeah, very much. Love
0: those Sugar albums.
1: But as as and as I would start to see Bob Mo uh, live more and more, he started introducing more old Husker Du songs into his set, which I thought was cool. But you thought you, you got to think like he's not going to want to draw draw back from a sound from you know 30, 35 years ago. That's just that's just crazy talk. Well, this record sounds like <laughs> a. This record sounds like a long-lost Husker Du
0: album. In in many respects, it does. It it opens with a a very acoustic-sounding song called Heart on My Sleeve. Mm -hmm. Definitely a more quiet song for the album. Uh, There's a song on there that, to me, sounds less like Husker Du and more like his solo stuff, more like something off... Like early solo stuff, I mean. Workbook or uh, Black Sheets of Rain. A song called Forecast of Rain, which I think is a standout on the album.
1: Now, that... uh, I will say that was one of one of three songs that he released prior to the album. And I think that was a second single that he released from it. And I remember, I remember hearing it on its own. I'm like, all right, I like this Bob Mould song a lot, but I don't love it. So it was kind of like, okay, all right, maybe, maybe, maybe Bob Mould isn't
0: perfect. You know, <laughs> did, did it grow, grow anymore? more
1: sitting, sitting in the, in the context of the album. I, I love it. It just, it's playing it by itself. Um, uh, just, it, 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 it eventually grew on me, but yeah, in the context of the album, I think it's great. But the song that follows Heart on My Sleeve, that second song, uh, Next Generation, that is probably now, now it's probably five Bob Moles solo songs that I've heard over the past decade were on first, and, I, and I, I, am, I am not exaggerating at all when I say this, when that song first kicked in, you know, I listen to everything in, 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 in earbuds. I haven't, uh, I don't listen to really anything in out, 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 um, external speakers. So I've got, I've got my earbuds in and um, next generation kicks in. And I audibly said, and this is, like I said, five, five Mold songs now over the decade where I said, what the fuck, what the fuck? This is so good. And I was, you know, not a drop of alcohol yeah. in me. I was, I was, I was sober as a church mouse. Um, but just completely, just completely floored by, by this, by this. And then having, having that go into a uh, American crisis, like you're not going to, you're not going to find two two angrier songs on that, on that album, too angry and catchy songs on the album.
0: Uh, well, there are other great songs too. Like yes. uh, there's a song in there called leather dreams, which is a very open relationship song Yep, from Bob. Yep. Uh, and then at the end, you know, I mentioned at the very beginning, it starts with Heart on My Sleeve. Uh, the album is bookended with another more down tempo song called The Ocean. Mm-hmm. Like it really it seems like a really thoughtfully arranged or sequenced yes. album. Yes. Which um, to me is still an art form. Sequencing. Oh
1: yes, absolutely. It, uh and what I what I love, this the sequencing of this album is is great. Um the bit of press that I read about the album, um, the, the biggest takeaway I got was um, blue is his favorite color. He's also a Democrat. Uh, Sugar's Copper Blue came out the year that Bill Clinton got elected. So he's basically saying, <laughs> if I name an album Blue Hearts, maybe we have a better chance of getting a Democrat back in the office, which I thought was the coolest fucking thing in the world. Like, all right, we're, we're, we're putting all our money on, on Bob Mould now. No no pressure. (laughs) No pressure. (laughs) No pressure.
0: So last on your list, I I saved this one. Or no, there's one. Hang on. There's one more to get to before that. Moving Targets. This is a band. Yes. uh, I think like last really, they put out an album kind of recently, but before that it had been decades, like since the early nineties. since they put anything out.
1: Yeah. They had 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 another band with a 20 year break. Uh, That was a band I got into. I never, I didn't, I didn't hear them in their, in their heyday. Um, I only got into them um maybe maybe five or six years ago and it was literally you know uh in their in their heyday their band from boston um in their heyday they were on tang records i believe um and some friends of mine out east um said i can't believe you know oh, i know what it was uh friends of mine out east get would would would, would, would hear me talk about you know the, the 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 uh genius of evan dando and Lemonheads and even on evan's worst day is you know in my mind evan's worst day is better than a lot of bands uh, i i've I've seen you praise
0: i've seen you praise dando on multiple occasions online yes
1: he still hasn't answered my phone call which is upsetting um i have driven by his house a couple times uh he is not um he's not uh opened up his window when i when i threw the rock out but i'll work on that but uh yeah, I, I, I've, I've been a long-time t- long Lemonheads fan, and a friend of mine out east, or some friends of mine out east said, uh, you're not giving any love to the moving targets. So I'm like, remind me who the moving targets are? And someone's <laughs> like, oh, you poser. And it was literally like, okay, get burning in water. Uh, it, it, literally, someone said, it was like straight out of, uh, oh, God, that, that early 2000s movie where the shins would change your life. What the heck movie is that? It was like Garden, that Garden
0: State. State. Garden State. Yeah.
1: It was a Garden State moment where someone's like, uh listen to burning water burning in water it'll change your life I'm like, all right and i listened to it and to me and i and i this this could be blasphemous to me the moving targets sound like a perfect combination of um of uh early to mid-period uh lemon heads and early to mid-period goo goo dolls they have,
0: I, I know you're a fan of the early goo, goo doll stuff yes. as well like a superstar car wash era uh-huh. goo goo hold,
1: hold me up yeah yeah that 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 era um and so, uh, yeah, they, so they took, they took the better part of 20 years off. I believe, uh, Kenny Chambers is the only, I think he's the sole original guy left. Um, but he, um, he reactivated the band, um, a few years ago and they, they put out one record and I'm drawn a blank on the name. Um, and then they very quickly followed up with this, with this humbucker album. And, and
0: this um, was crowdfunded too.
1: Crowdfunded, Yeah. They did the, uh, uh, pledge, not pledge, um, GoFundMe
0: Mm -hmm. or Kickstarter Um, or one of those things.
1: Yeah, yeah, one of those. Uh, Yeah, crowdfunded, and it's a it's a very very catchy album. It it it, another it's it again. uh, It's a band that sounds like they never broke up. It sounds like you know,
0: sounds like ten years was ten months. Well, I think we're seeing with your band, with Shades Apart and this band, when you don't have to prove anything, the, the pressure's off, and you can just create for creation's sake. You can. Yeah. Do your thing with it, with you know. You're not doing it to appease anybody other than I, your own artistic needs.
1: Yeah, if you can, if you can go back and I, I don't know how often the Shades Apart guys or the Moving Target guys do this, but if you can go back and 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 put on one of your records, which I which I I, I do on occasion, uh, and and not cringe. You know, if there's 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 88 uh, songs and 88 uh, products that we put out over the years that. I'll be happy to never listen to again just because sure. of the conditions involved with the recording or whatever. Um, but yeah, I think that's the ultimate test. If you, if you can listen to the record you just put out and, and, and with, you know, a few minor squibbles, if you can generally say you are 90, 85 to 90% satisfied with the record you put out, then, then, you know, if everybody, if everybody else likes it, that's even, you no, know, that's icing on the cake.
0: I think what you're saying and describing, Resonates with anyone who creates stuff yeah, for a living or a hobby. I, I, as you were saying that, I'm like, God, I can't listen to anything I did on the radio 15, 20, 25 years ago. Like, I, I cringe yeah, listening to myself. And I think <laughs> whether it's, you know, a writer or a painter or a musician, it's hard sometimes to look back on that stuff and not hear the flaws or hear yeah, the compromises right. that, are, that are in that product.
1: Yeah. It's a, uh, it's it could be a struggle and, and I, and I, and I, um, it's, uh, yeah, it, it can be rough, but it, it could, it could definitely pay off in, in dividends too, which, which is, which is, which is new records by shades and, and, uh, and the moving targets have done. Um, I, I real quick, getting back to the Bob mold record. Uh, he actually wrote that saying, I wrote that record for the, fir- this is the first record he wrote since sugar's copper blue, where he's like, this album is going to kick so much ass live. And of oh. course, it puts this record out and it, it, you know for a fact it's going to kick ass live, but when the fuck are we going to get to see it live?
0: Right. <laughs> you know? So moving targets, if you're looking for them on Bandcamp, this is a little trickier. It's Dead, Bro- Dead Broke Records, but records is R-E-K-E-R-D-S. They're making this a, a motherfucker to find on Bandcamp, but it's there, <laughs> Dead Broke Records.
1: Uh, DeadbrokeRecords.com. Uh, or oh, sorry, Dead Broke Records r u k e r d s dot dot uh, slash album slash humbucker, I believe.
0: All, all musicians who are starting a new band, I, I think an important thing to consider when naming your band is how Googleable are you going to be? Yeah. yeah. How well, easy are you? I, and this is legit. Whether it's you know being sought for on you know, Facebook or Instagram or on Google, how findable are you based on your name? Because yeah. if you have a really common word or two in your name, good luck. you're, you're page three.
1: Oh, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. You go to, you do that band camp and you're like, oh, yeah, I want to look for moving targets. You'll get moving sidewalks. You'll get yes. the move. You'll get moving in
0: stereo. You'll get a whole bunch of stuff. Uh, a- any more classic rock references you want to throw <laughs> my way?
1: <laughs> oh, wait, I forgot. I'm supposed to talk about punk rock. Never mind. Uh, AnarchyInTheUK.com. <laughs> <laughs>
0: there it is. Now I know uh, you're punk.
1: Yeah. Uh, I will say this Dead Broke Records is uh, a label. Uh, run in um, New York, I believe Long Island, um, by uh, my good buddy Mike Bruno from Iron Chic. Um, he is a, uh, a gentleman and a scholar with uh, a immensely awesome taste in music. So he he picked up the uh, uh, he picked up the reins, so to speak. He took the reins uh, and um, uh, was was awesome enough to put out this record and the Last Moving Targets record. So kudos to
0: Mr. Bruno. So if you're just joining us on Facebook or for some reason you're listening to the podcast and you decided to fast forward 40 minutes, uh, that's Dennis Buckley from 88 Fingers Louis. That'd be weird. Uh, That's Dennis Buckley from 88 Fingers Louis. We're not talking about his band really tonight. We're talking about new music. Dennis is a a rabid consumer devourer of new music as it comes out. He also has a a vast knowledge of music history. And I thought it'd be great to have him on tonight to talk about, What's floating out there? What new releases are there? Because it's been my contention, and I strongly believe it. There aren't enough curators to lean on to help us discover new music. So tonight's all about music discovery, which brings me to bestowing upon you the high honor of being my friend of the week. You're a friend of the week for introducing me to a band I wish I'd heard of already, but I'm, I'm going to be playing catch up now. Uh, apparently, this is a thing. I should have been on board with this band a long time ago. Idols from the UK. Oh, The new album is Ultramano. I listened to this before we started talking. Uh, this this scratches every itch I have musically. I, I'm I'm that guy who, through the '90s especially, was listening to the Jesus Lizard. Was listening to the Fall. Yes. I love that kind of angular post punk, raw, gr- sound. And that no. this band hits all those notes.
1: When when you uh, when I when I came up with a list of, of stuff I wanted to the albums I wanted to talk about. And you would uh, sent me a side message. You're like, "Hey, uh, send, me, send me some, send me the albums that you were talking to talk about. I want to give a, you know, give a couple listens so we can we could both talk about it." I remember thinking, "Oh, he is going to love this idol's record." With you know, just just I, I just had a hunch, and I didn't want to. I purposely didn't want to like over promote yeah. him. I was just like, you know what, you know how I feel about uh, how I feel about um, Bob Mould, and I'll let I'll let the rest of the albums uh, speak for itself. But literally, as I added. Uh, idols to the list. I'm like, oh, I, I, I'll even go so far as to say, I expected, and I'm glad I wasn't disappointed. I expected you to reach out to me prior to the, the podcast <laughs> and be like, you motherfucker, this album is awesome.
0: That's pretty much what I texted you. Yeah. Uh huh.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That, this is, this, this band is. I, I don't know much about their backstory. Um, like I was telling you um, off air, off air <laughs> prior to recording. Dude, this is um, the new radio. It was off it air. Is, it was off air. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, I was introduced to them um, uh, through a single that came out uh, um, a few years ago, a single called Mother. And the chorus was literally mother, mother, fucker. And it was, it was, um, and I don't remember, I don't even know if somebody explained I don't think you think they gave me a description of the band. They're like, they're like, hey, we know what what uh, what music you're into. Um, this is something that that uh, you'll this is something we, we, you, you're you guaranteed to love, or, or your money back, basically, is what it was. And I remember, not only was I floored on that song, I think I even texted my my kid who eats eats the same type of uh, angular angular music up himself. Um, I sent him the song. And he's like, what? what did I just listen to? The song is amazing. Uh, but it was literally, and they, were, they haven't really changed their sound that much. I mean, it's probably gotten bigger and more better production as, as the, you know, the label got bigger. Um, they really haven't changed their sound, but it's, it's and I knew I was going to like it. I just didn't know that it was going to be
0: like a, what the fuck? This is instant, instant connection with me. Yeah, yeah start to finish on this album like this is an album i would hold up to say if you want to know what kind of music i really like it's this yeah Yeah. and because in the 90s you know i i was listening to goat and liar and down from the jesus lizard i mean i dwayne dennison's guitar david yao that ferocious man monster (laughs) on microphone i mean just god i love that shit
1: i just i and, and it was funny before uh before we talked about the album i i i don't think I knew in my head, I'm like, okay, this is the perfect cross between Jesus Lizard and The Fall, but I wasn't sure if I said if it was one of those like comparisons that I made in my head. But if I said it out loud, I'm like, okay, how pretentious am I going to sound if I say that? And you're and, spot on, though. That is and, exactly and, it. And how wrong would it, could I possibly be? But I'm glad. I'm, I'm glad. That
0: is 100% my first impression.
1: Yeah. I, I, yeah. And,
0: and I love both those bands. Yeah. So the video for Mr. Motivator is fantastic off I've this seen, album, I, should, I haven't seen
1: any videos yet. By them, I've seen some like live footage, but n- not not actual videos.
0: Hang on, I'm going to share. I I probably can't play the music over the uh, Facebook thing, but I can at least show the video in the background. Does it have nudity? Because I'm a I'm a big fan of. Nudity um, it, it's a. I don't know if this. I, I'm not going <laughs> to. Not going to try to talk intelligently about it. Hang on. That's us. I keep talking here. Where the hell? I, are, are you one of those guys like me? I always have like 20 tabs open. So when I, I need to find something in a hurry, I never can.
1: Um, I, I learned, I learned with, with with the advent of Zoom, since I, I, I've used Zoom for some work stuff occasionally, I've learned to minimize all other windows because I've been busted looking at other stuff when I should be concentrating on work. So
0: I'm, like music sites? Yes.
1: Yeah, let's say music sites. <laughs>
0: All right, hang on. There we go. Uh, and someone on the Facebook Live said, "Throw a shout out to Chicago's very own band, Rookie." I think we both love Rookie.
1: Oh my gosh! Yeah, we we, we we've we've uh, we've definitely uh, gushed over that band. I, they, they, uh, and they're
0: another band, you know, victim of timing. I mean, that, glad they got the record, album out.
1: That record came out the week before.
0: Yeah. or the week after. The- it, it was right as. Everything was going south.
1: Yeah, that's a great record. That's definitely getting regular plays still.
0: Yeah, I I love that band. And if you want to learn more about Rookie, uh, they were on this show back on April 14th, episode 339. So I had a great interview with those guys. I love them. All right, so I'm going to just share the images from the video. We can talk over that since I can't share the music because it's a copyright thing. And this will be a podcast, which is a mechanical download. And if you share copyrighted content, you could be sued into oblivion. And I don't want to lose my house during a pandemic. No bad timing, bad timing, A terrible timing to lose a house. <laughs> but, anyway, there we go. <laughs> so th- that's, Oh, that's perfect. Yeah. That, <laughs> lots of just, absurd everyday people doing things i you're missing the music but you, you get the gist of where this band's coming from
1: a band that doesn't take themselves too seriously clearly.
0: no they don't and i i just this album again just hit all the right notes I, I was playing it all day i i'm in my office working my son came in and he's like what is this and then i started Going through this whole thing. Well, it's kind of postpucking. It reminds me of the fall and the Jesus lizard. And he did <laughs> he did one of those like Homer Simpson retreats back into the bushes in the I bushes? Yeah. Trying to show how enthusiastic I was about it. It's like, okay, boomer. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I, I will say there is a uh, right before the record came out, maybe the week before the record came out, they did a um a live stream. I didn't I didn't uh I, I didn't catch it live, but I caught um I caught it archived uh from Abbey Road Studios. And they did um, a couple songs from this new record, like the singles that preceded it. Um, they also did, oh god, I'm drawing a blank now. Um, Helter Skelter by the Beatles, uh, and they did. See that? It was it was as as it, 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 uh, fucked up sounding in the best way as you could possibly get. They did. I want to see. They did Blitzkrieg Bop by, by the Ramones. Speaking of. Speaking of their moments per an earlier conversation. Um, And they did maybe a couple other covers um, and it was great. There's that, that you could tell just, just them in a studio setting uh, going nuts. Like this is, and I, we both heard from friends um, that have seen them live before idols live before that's, that's gotta be a a top tier live band too.
0: Oh yeah. I'm sure. Well, it's funny. uh, Someone let me know that video images are copyrighted too. None of this happened. No. Anyway, uh, <laughs> I, I posted that, that video earlier and a couple of people said, oh, my God, you missed him at Lollapalooza. I missed everybody at Lollapalooza. I missed everybody at Lollapalooza since like 2005. I, yeah. I feel like Lollapalooza to me is like Logan's run, both the, the book by William Nolan and the movie. Like yeah. once you hit a certain age, your, your life clock in your hand starts to pulse and you're not allowed in. Like yeah. you're just. And yeah. I, I, just was under the impression that no one actually played guitars at Lollapalooza. Like, I, I, you look at the, the lineups, and it's just like single dudes' faces, Uh-huh. A lot like, of like, a lot like of DJ laptops. Underpants, and you know, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah I, that, that's I, my that's my okay boomer yeah. uh, point of the night. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, rock, rock is dead at Lollapalooza for fuck's sake.
1: Yeah, yeah. I and I was surprised to hear, to hear that they played that. I would have figured they were like a uh, pitchfork level, band right? At this point. Shows you how much I know. You know, there's there's been bands that I've that I've gotten into late in the game where I'll be like, Oh well, I, I hope they get successful. This is an album that could really take off for them. And then I come to find out that they've <laughs> gone on tour with like Pearl Jam or some shit.
0: Like, yeah. like, Good for I, them. a boy. Like, yeah, yeah. Maybe
1: maybe uh maybe we'll find your record in uh Barnes and Noble. Yeah, I don't know.
0: So I, I, I can't recommend this one strongly enough. Obviously, everything we've talked about tonight uh, comes with Dennis's stamp of approval, and I, I like all, everything we've talked about, too. But this one right here, idols, I-D-L-E-S, Idlesband.bandcamp.com, Ultra Mono. Holy shit, this is yeah. this is one I'm, I'm going to be living with for a while. It's just, okay. it, this is, yeah, it's, it's just awesome. And I, I owe you a debt of thanks well, for bringing, right. it, bringing it to my life.
1: I'm glad to pass on the love because, uh, as I, as we just talked about, there's they probably don't need our push because they're big enough. But to anybody out there that's that's got an uh, inkling to check out new music, like that, that is definitely. If, if someone said, "Hey, I'm tired of my record collection. Give me one record right now," I have to listen to. I would one. I wouldn't hesitate to say Ultramano. That would probably be my pick.
0: Now I know you're not a fan. I'm assuming you're not a fan. Uh but I swear the new Marilyn Manson album's fucking fantastic.
1: Uh you're right. I'm not. Um, but uh I have had enough people, you included, have told me you're you're did Shooter Jennings yeah. record this record? Yeah. So so it's a country record.
0: No. It yeah. it's it has moments that hint of it. Uh it's glam, it's it's dark, it's 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 all over the place, but it's like a culmination of everything he's done up until now, but done really well this time around.
1: Okay. Now see, he, he is, he or they, he, uh, is somebody that just, just on, 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 um, uh, uh, just visual appearance alone. I'm like, "Eh, all right. I've, I'm old enough to remember, uh, you know, the, the shock schlock, whatever of like KMFDM and like early nine inch nails. And, you know, uh, uh, being goofy for goofy's sake, like, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to put my, put a leather dress on. I'm going to really
0: show these people up. Like, see, I, I, I kind of reject that. that. That sounds very nineties. Uh, I I'm all for an, an artist putting on a show. And what I'm saying is, but
1: when he, when Man- Manson first came out, that was my opinion of him. And I'm like, Oh, well he's got, and I, am a huge nine inch nails fan, but I'm like, okay, well clearly I just didn't see the appeal. And then somebody, a, a good friend of mine, Pointed out uh, several years ago, um, if, if, if you were to hear Marilyn Manson and not being told it was Marilyn Manson, do you think your opinion would change? And I said, I, I don't know. I think I know, I, you know, music snobbing me is like, oh, I know enough about the way Marilyn Manson's voice sounds that I could pick his, any of his shit out in a, in a, in a um, mixtape or whatever. And there was a song... Not that long. Oh, I can't. I'm terrible at song tales. A song from an album that's maybe been out that that maybe came out 10, 10 or 12 years ago. And it was like, oh, okay, this is this is some like cool death rock. Like this reminds me of, uh, you know, um, this reminds me of me uh, in my black troll neck and in patent leather shoes in 1989 that, or 90. I can I can get into this. That was a phase
0: know. you were in. I, I can't visualize that.
1: Oh, I have pictures to prove it. All right. <laughs> For eighty eight dollars, uh, I, I will I will send you the picture. No, uh, uh, whatever the song was, I, I I told my friend, I'm like, oh, wow, this this, uh, this song you just the song like you just sent me. This this fucking song is great. And he literally pulled a um, a Nelson from The Simpsons. He went, ah, you like this, You like Manson now? I'm like, okay, I guess I like a Manson song. But I'm in, I'm in actually intrigued enough with by by what you've talked about. Uh, how you describe the record and, and a few other recommendations that
0: would you just describe as like that urban legend where someone sends you a box of donuts and you think, wow, these donuts are delicious. Then <laughs> the next day you're sent a picture and all the donuts are wrapped around guys' cocks. we <laughs> hear that that legend. No,
1: and now the image is not going to leave my head. I'm not going to sleep okay. tonight. Enjoy
0: Thanks. your breakfast. But I, another thing that happens this time of year, I love re-releases and reissues and yes, they always come out in the fall. It's always been the thing the record industry's done. It's like money in the bank, yeah. Re- repurpose or repackage things. You know, people already like Um, the demos for PJ Harvey's to bring you my love album have been released. Which oh, to they me- have. I- okay. I got to oh get my them. God. I-, I love PJ Harvey. There she is. Um, oh. That album was just a, a big part of the nineties for me. And just hearing the demos pretty fit, pretty true to what ended up on the, on the album, but mm-hmm. such great songs and hearing them like that. I love, I, I had a guest on my show recently. Uh, Juanita Stein who was the front woman for the Howling Bells. Oh, I I think you would dig her because the music's like hazy Americana. Okay. Like Mazzy Starish, maybe a little, little grittier. Okay. But I I think that might be up your alley. You might dig that. And I'm, I'm digging the new Thurston Moore album and I'm not a Sonic Youth fan.
1: Okay. Uh, I'm glad that you brought that album up. I'm a huge Sonic Youth fan, but I've long said, and this is, I'm going to, I'm going to, Adjust my music nerd hat here. <laughs> uh, um, I have long believed that... Um, I'm, I'm going to fuck up this phrasing. Uh, the members of Sonic Youth are not... What's the, what's the phrase? They're, they're not equal to the sum of their parts? Maybe Some of the I'm, parts
0: are not equal to the whole or something like that? Yeah. yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that grand gesture I was going to make clearly backfired. But uh, the point I was trying to make is... For me, with the exception of uh, of their other guitar player Lee Ronaldo, I have not liked any any Sonic Youth solo member stuff. So I approached uh, this new uh, Thurston Moore record with caution. I heard that song uh, Hashish, Hash- Hashish, yeah. Hashish, yeah. Uh, I heard that a couple of weeks ago. Again, just someone said, "Hey, there's a new Sonic, Youth, there's a new Thurston Moore song out. It's got um, Steve Shelley, their drummer." And it's got the bass player from My Bloody Valentine. They're all in his band now. I'm like, okay, well, that's worth enough checking out. And I really like that that song. So I'm like, all right, I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna um definitely at least give this Thurston More record at least one listen. And I think I popped that on um, just a couple of days ago. And I'm like, yeah, all right, I'm on, I'm on board. This is good. Yeah, hey, more conventional. Yes, yes. And that was that was my problem with a lot of their silk a lot of their solo stuff was like, okay, well, we're on a major label now. We've got to kind of have to, we kind of have to like uh, compartmentalize our, our sound. Let's just make the most arty, in my opinion, pretentious. Yes.
0: I, by the time I got to washing machine, I'm like, I'm out. I can't, I am done trying. I I was good through goo. I'm out.
1: Yeah. Dirty is my, uh, is my, is my favorite sound of youth record. I, I I have so many awesome memories listening to that record. What literally, Literally walking around uh, Lincoln Park, I, I, I may I may have been uh, medicated um, of, or, or on some sort of were, chemical. Were you sick? Yeah, I was. I was out in cough syrup. Yeah, yeah. I had a really <laughs> terrible cough. Uh, yeah, no, I I, I like that record a lot. And I, and I I think with you, I think I jumped off at Washing Machine, but then, there are like two or three records leading leading up to their uh, their split were they were, they were almost like their. <laughs> They sound like Sonic Youth if Eric and Kathy played them. Like they had like a, they had like almost like a soft rock sound to them because, it was probably them being like, okay, we don't have to turn up the guitars all the way up. You could,
0: can- Sonic Youth like Eric and Kathy would be like, have you had the hardest time getting the kids to school and having to do groceries the same morning? <laughs> Give us a call. Do you, you want to hear uh, Seals and Crofts? They uh, don't play uh, Seals down, and Crofts.
1: Down to um. They should play. You know what? That's why they're not on the air. Are they still on the air?
0: Eric, uh, and Kathy? Eric, Eric is still on the air. Okay. Eric, if Eric plays
1: Seals and Croft, he could probably get um, Kathy back. In, in, in.
0: Really any of the Yacht Rock classics. If you wanted to do yeah. Thunder Island by Jay Ferguson, that'd be fine. Oh. Reminiscing by Little River Band. I think always, always timeless, always appropriate.
1: If you ever want to have a Yacht Rock uh, podcast uh, to discuss the, the the power of Yacht Rock, I I could I could wrangle I can wrangle a few few other uh, punk rockers in the mix and we could talk about the the power of yacht rock because I I legitimately I don't know
0: if I want this
1: I'm just saying maybe it's time for me to start my own podcast
0: It's time okay Here's the thing It's time for everyone to start their own podcast <laughs> I I don't know why more people aren't I mean this is this is the time Yeah I it, I I'm
1: on a, I'm on a am on a work uh, a work loan computer and uh, that's my excuse. I could, I, I could just as easily go out and get another laptop and get the software for it.
0: But uh, just so you know, you can record your voice on your phone these days. That's true. I could. This is the, people don't realize the barrier for entry to podcasting is really low. I mean, people, people view it as this arcane rules and, and tricks you need to learn and master in order to get your stuff out there. It's not that hard.
1: But the problem is, and this is where I get to blow a little smoke up your ass, uh, they don't, and, and I, I'm a big podcast listener too, um, there's so much poor quality sounding podcasts that are out now, where literally, sure. you know, and, they, and I don't remember what the, or you might have even told me this, I don't know what the approval process is when you get want to put it through, you know. Um, Apple Music or whatever, whatever it is. I know there's some sort of process involved in that.
0: Uh, the process is basically just a quick scan to make sure that you're not fraudulent or a clansman. I mean, I think that's oh, okay. that's all that the companies are looking for.
1: I kind of wish they would they would have a um, they would have a rule as far as like quality because there's just just like a lot of records out there too. That's like it's
0: like saying I wish Bandcamp would it would approve bands based on quality. Well, I'm
1: just, yeah, What I'm saying like even from like listening to okay, bringing it back to music from a mastering standpoint, um, shout out to Bomb Shelter uh, recording studios who also excel in mastering. Um, they, uh, When you hear poorly mastered uh, podcasts, the, the level, you've got to like literally throw the volume up all the way on your damn phone yeah. just, to, just to hear it. And then, you know, that auto plays to your next podcast and all of a sudden it's like blow your eardrums out. Um, that's been my problem with podcasts. And I figured... With my luck, I'd end up being one of those poor sons of bitches that puts out something that that has the dog whistle that only uh, you know only certain breeds of dogs can hear.
0: The reality is a lot of podcasts that start don't make it past three or four months. People realize oh, there's some work involved and the financial reward isn't immediately there. But I will say if, if someone is interested in learning or just wants to know how to get, get going, I, I said this at the very beginning of the pandemic. I, I thought that more people might be interested. I I'm here to help. Like if someone has questions about podcasting message me, if you want to know how to get an RSS feed, what kind of gear you need to start. I'm, I'm happy to share that info. I it's my belief that the more people who do it, the better it is for all podcasters. It's just the, okay. the closer the medium becomes to being more widely accepted and legitimized. So I'm, yeah. I'm happy to help more cool. the merrier. Jump in mm-hmm. my pool. All right. So, to summarize, we talked about a lot of music tonight, all of which is available on Bandcamp. The Lees of Memory, L E E S of Memory, that's the band we talked about with the former members of Super Drag. Mm-hmm. Shades Apart, former Carco Carnage guests, Eternal Echo is the new one from them. Yep. Narrowhead was the band we talked about that sounded like Siamese Dream Era Smashing Pumpkins, cool, sludgy stuff. 12th House Rock is that album. Mm -hmm. the immortal the beloved bob mold his new album is blue hearts fucking love bob mold uh and the band oh we also talked about moving targets humbucker Mm -hmm. moving targets also on Bandcamp, and then we just talked about idols and the album ultra mono which oh man yeah I, I, i have nothing else to say about that one great stuff
1: if anybody's listening to this uh live right now um as soon as this podcast is done not a minute before but as soon as this podcast is done or the stream is done um, listen to that record if you haven't heard it yet because uh, it, it, is, it is the best, probably the best thing I've heard in a long time.
0: And if you're listening live, it is a Friday night at 940 at night. Great time to pop that on. Yeah. What else are you going to do? Literally nothing. No, <laughs> literally nothing. <laughs> My plan for tonight is I'm going to watch the boys and go to sleep. I'm going to wake up tomorrow and stay home. And then Sunday, I'm going to stay home. Nice. Nice.
1: Uh, I watched the boys shortly before uh, we connected. You are in for a treat, my friend. Are you caught up? Or are you at this? I'm caught up. I- okay. Okay. You are in for a treat.
0: Okay. Every so- week there's every week. There's at least one Holy shit moment.
1: There are, I'm, not, I'm I don't want to spoil it. There are definitely some Holy shit moments.
0: Like last week's so the, the Holy shit moment came very early. This,
1: this, they make you wait. There's okay. th- almost, almost, almost at the very end, but it's, Holy shit worthy. For sure.
0: Okay. All right. You are Dennis Buckley. You are a, a, a wonderful person. You're a friend, a friend of the show. Thank you for sharing your music excitement. I, there aren't enough of us out there thank you sharing. And, and, thank, thank you for, for being, being a friend excited with me. Yes. Yeah.
1: Thank you. Thank you for your excitement. Your excitement is, uh, is, is, is catchy. Um, I have now caught your excitement. Um, I'm, I'm, I don't know what else I've caught tonight, but I've definitely caught some excitement.
0: Fantastic! And again, if you if you're watching or listening on Friday night, Bandcamp Day is today, so you have a little time left. Everything you buy in Bandcamp goes directly to the artists, including eighty-eight, 88 fingers Louis. If you want to support them, uh, which I recommend, um,
1: I believe that I believe that link is eighty-eight fingers There
0: it is. But a great way to support artists. Every every no one's touring, no one's playing, so this is a great way to put some money in their pockets and reward yourself with some music or merch. i I love band camp day so all right dennis treat yourself thank you dennis buckley thanks james